1: And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Spiritual Application of a Messianic Sabbath Service. This is part two of the series. John chapter 20, verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Yeshua and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. First day of the week, day is in italic. The word first is Mia. The word week is Sabaton, which is Sabbath. So we see from these verses that is describing the resurrection, from the influence of Sunday worship, we see how the translation was rendered, first day of the week rather than the beginning of the Sabbath or the first of the seven weeks of the counting to the Feast of Shavuot. Acts chapter 20, verse 7, and we need to ask the question, is this verse saying that Sunday is the Sabbath? And it says, upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. So, once again, the phrase first day of the week, the word first is Mia, the word week is Sabbaton. The days in italics. And notice what they're doing. They're coming together to break bread. If anyone has ever celebrated the Sabbath, what is standard when you come together to celebrate Sabbath is those who assemble, they break bread. They partake of the cup and they partake of the bread. And the fellowship is called oneg. So this is what they were doing there. They were not meeting on Sunday. Now, First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2, which is another verse which is used from the epistles as justification that Sunday is the Sabbath and it was changed. It says, upon the first day of the week let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. There you have the phrase first day of the week. Days in italic first is Mia and week is Sabbaton. So once again this says one of the Sabbaths. So those are the only two verses in the epistles that is used as biblical justification for celebrating the Sabbath as being on Sunday and if you look at the Greek text that doesn't say it's Sunday. It says that it's actually Saturday. So in celebrating the Sabbath, let's look how the Sabbath is customarily celebrated. It is customary that when Sabbath arrives, that there's a lighting of Sabbath candles. And being believers in Yeshua, I'd like to share with you a blessing for lighting the candles for believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. The Hebrew blessing is Baruch Atat Anayi, Eloheinu Melech Ha'olam, Meshir K'chanu, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe, who sanctified us by His commandments and commanded us to be a light to the nations, and who gave to us Yeshua, our Messiah, the light of the world. Why do we light two candles? What are the explanations of what the two candles represent? Well, they can represent the two commandments of the Torah regarding the Sabbath, that is you to remember it, and you're to guard it. Another explanation, it represents two elements of the Sabbath, that is the remembrance of creation, and it's remembrance of the historical Egyptian redemption. It's remembrance of creation, Exodus 31, verses 16 and 17, it's remembrance of the historical Egyptian redemption, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15. Another explanation is the two candles represent the two witnesses that Yeshua is the Messiah. The Torah and the prophets. The Torah personified by Moses. The prophets personified by Elijah testify that Yeshua is the Messiah. And another explanation is that the two candles represent the two houses of Israel. Joseph or Ephraim that is the northern kingdom and Judah that is the southern kingdom. The Hebrew blessing over the fruit of the vine or the cup we partake of the cup on Sabbath. The blessing is Baruch Atadonai, Eloheinu Bere, pari, bless blessed are you, Lord or God, King of the universe, who create the fruit of the vine. What's the spiritual meaning of this for believers in Yeshua as the Messiah? In John chapter 15, verse 1 and verse 5, Yeshua said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. I am the vine, and believers in Yeshua are the branches. He that abides in Yeshua, and Yeshua in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So the blessing is thanking the God of Israel for bringing forth fruit from the vine. Yeshua said the fruit of the vine are believers in him who abide in him, who bring forth fruit for the kingdom. Now the Hebrew blessing over the bread of Shabbat and the Shabbat bread is called challah. The blessing is Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe, who brings forth the bread from the earth. Yeshua said that he is the true bread that came down from heaven. John chapter 6 verses 32 and 33 and verse 35 it is written. Then Yeshua said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven. Speaking of himself, Yeshua. And he, Yeshua, gives life unto the world. Yeshua said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. Yeshua goes on to say in John chapter 6 verse 48 50 and 51 I am the bread of life this is the bread that comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die I am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat of this bread he shall live forever and the bread that I will give is my flesh that is he died on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins which I will give for the life or the salvation of the world for those who believe on him so the blessing of over bread is blessed to you Lord or God King of Universe who brings forth the bread from the earth Yeshua is the bread this is actually a prayer of thanksgiving unto the Heavenly Father for resurrecting Yeshua from the grave who brings forth the bread Yeshua from the earth resurrected Yeshua the Sabbath is seen as being likened unto a bride and as a queen in the Talmud in Shabbat 119a it says Rabbi Hanina robed himself and stood at sunset of Sabbath Eve and exclaimed Come and let us go forth to welcome the Queen Sabbath. Rabbi Janai donned his robes on Sabbath Eve and exclaimed, Come, O bride, come, O bride. In traditional Judaism, on Friday night, as the Sabbath comes in, there is the welcoming of the bride as a queen. This is done through a part of the service that is called L'cha Dodi, come my beloved. I will highlight some of the more prominent stanzas of L'cha Dodi. The liturgy goes like this Come, my beloved, to greet the bride, the Sabbath presence, let us welcome. Safeguard and remember in a single utterance the one and only God made us here. God is one, and his name is one, for renown, for splendor, and for praise. Come, my beloved, to greet the bride, the Sabbath presence, let us welcome. Shake off the dust, arise, don your splendid clothes, my people, through the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is the Messiah. Draw near to my soul, redeem it. Come, my beloved, to greet the bride, Sabbath presence present. Let us welcome. Wake up, wake up, for your light has come. Rise up and shine. Awake and awaken. And utter a song. The glory of God is revealed on you. Come, my beloved, to greet the bride, the Sabbath presence, Let us welcome. Right word and left word, you shall spread out mightily and you shall extol the might of God. To the man descended from Peret, that is the Messiah. Then, we shall be glad and mirthful. Come, my beloved, to greet the bride, the Sabbath presence, Let us welcome. The liturgy ends. Enter in peace, O crown of her husband, even in gladness and good cheer. Among the faithful. The treasured nation. Enter, O bride. Enter, O bride. It says, Come, my beloved, to greet the bride, the Sabbath present. Let us welcome. Now let's look at an outline of a messianic Shabbat service. We need, as believers in the Messiah, to keep all things centered on the Messiah, which includes our Sabbath service. So, a Messianic Sabbath service should have a blessing for the Messiah. And a blessing for the Messiah would go like this. Baruch Yahweh, Eloheinu melech Alam, asher natan lanu, et Derek hi Yeshua, ben Mashiach Yeshua, amen. Blessed are you, Lord or God, King of the Universe, who has given us the way of salvation in Messiah Yeshua, amen. We need to realize that Yeshua kept the Sabbath as we're Told in Luke chapter four verse sixteen when he was in Nazareth, and we're told that when he was in the Galilee in Capernaum that he taught in the synagogues on the Sabbath days. Yeshua is the Lord of the Sabbath. Mark chapter two verses twenty seven and twenty eight. He said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And in order to help you to remember to observe the Sabbath day, there are suggested readings here where we are told as the people of the God of Israel to remember to observe the Sabbath day. Among those readings are Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 through 11, Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 12 through 15, Isaiah 58 verses 12 and 13, and Exodus chapter 31 verses 12 through 17. Then, it is customary on the Sabbath for the husbands to give their wives a blessing and the wives to give a corresponding blessing back to their husbands. The blessing that the husbands give to their wives is based upon Proverbs Chapter 31, verses 10 through 31, where it describes a virtuous woman. This can be summarized in this way: a good wife who can find, she is more precious than jewels. Her husband places his trust in her and only profit thereby. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Grace is elusive and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the God of Israel, she shall be praised. Give her credit for the fruit of her labors and let her achievement praise her at the gate. The blessing that the wives give back to their husbands. The two most common scriptural blessings are from Psalm chapter one verses one through three and Psalm one twelve. Then we have blessings that we give to our sons and our daughters. The blessing over sons is Elohim veki Manasseh. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. And the blessing over daughters is Elohim May God make you like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and and Leah. Then we have the barhu, which is the call to worship. This is responsive interaction where the leader would say, Baruch at Yahweh Humbarak, and the response by the congregation would be, Baruch at Yahweh Humbarak Barak, ba Ed, which in English is, Bless Yahweh, the Blessed One. The response is, Blessed is Yahweh, the Blessed One, forever and ever. Why do the scriptures encourage believers in the God of Israel to face Jerusalem when we pray? It comes from Solomon's dedication prayer that is found in 1 Kings in chapter 8, beginning in verse 41 through verse 43. These words are said, Moreover, concerning a stranger that is not of your people Israel, but comes out of a far country for your namesake, for they shall hear of your great name and of your strong hand and of your stretched out arm, when he shall come and pray toward this house. Hear thou in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calls to you for, that all people may the earth may know your name to fear you as do your people Israel and that they may know that this house which I have built is called by your name First Kings chapter 8 verses 46 through 49 says if they sin against you for there is no man that sins not and you be angry with them and deliver them to the enemy so that they carry them away captives under the land of the enemy far or near yet if they shall bethink themselves in the land where they were carried captives and repent and make supplication unto you in the land of them that carried them captives saying, we have sinned and have done perversely. We have committed wickedness. And so return unto you with all their heart, with all their soul in the land of their enemies, which led them away captive and pray unto you toward their land, pray toward their land, which you gave unto their fathers, the city, which you have chosen, that is Jerusalem and the house, which I have built for your name, that is the temple. Then hear your prayer and their supplication in heaven for your dwelling place and maintain their cause. So the prayer is that when those in the nation pray toward the land of Israel, pray toward the city of Jerusalem, and pray toward the temple, that the God of Israel would hear their prayer, which they're praying. Next is the Shema, which is hero Israel. The Shema is Shema Israel, Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh Ahad. What goes along with this traditionally is the words Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto Leolam Va'ed, which is hero Israel, Yahweh is a God, Yahweh is one. Blessed be he whose glorious kingdom is forever and ever. And if you would look at the Shema, and a Hebrew Torah scroll, you will find that the ayin in Shema is enlarged and the dalit in ahad is enlarged. And if you put together the two enlarged letters, it spells the Hebrew word aid, which means a witness. And what's being communicated to us is if we do the Shema, Shema means hear, do, and obey, that if we hear, do, and obey the Shema, we become a witness of the God of Israel in the earth and then in the proclamation of the redemption of his people from Egypt and why is this remembered on Sabbath because the Sabbath and the celebrating of the Sabbath in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15 is related and connected to the historical Egyptian redemption and in looking at the historical Egyptian redemption we're told explicitly in 1st Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 4 that it was Yeshua who redeemed his people from Egypt and then we're told in 1st chapter 10, verse 11, that the things that happened to the children of Israel historically is encouragement for those who are living in the last generation. Why? Because the last generation will experience the end of the exile of Jacob, and the way we understand how that will come about is it's a parallel of the historical Egyptian redemption. So, Yeshua redeemed his people from Egypt. In First Corinthians chapter 10, beginning in verse 1, it is written, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant, how that all of our fathers were under the cloud, and they all passed to the sea and they were all baptized in the Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Messiah verse 11 now all these things happened unto them for examples but they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come so in Exodus chapter 15 verse 6 it says how the Egyptians were defeated at the Red Sea it says you are right hand O Lord has become glorious in power your right hand O Lord has dashed in pieces the enemy who is the right hand that dashed in pieces the enemy it is Yeshua the Messiah and then the liturgy of the Sabbath that goes along with this says then his children beheld his might they praised and gave thanks unto his name and willingly accepted his sovereignty Moses and the children of Israel sang a song unto you with great joy saying all of them who is like thee O Lord among the mighty who is like unto you glorious in holiness, revered in praises, doing wonders. This is from Exodus chapter 15 verse 11 and this is called mocha Who is like thee? The liturgy says your children beheld your sovereign power as you did cleave the sea before Moses. They exclaimed, this is my God and said Yahweh shall reign forever and ever. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 18. So in remembering what Yeshua did for the children of Israel and redeeming them from Egypt. It is often done on Shabbat that you sing the song Mika Moka, who is like you O Lord among the gods. The next part of a Sabbath service is the Amidah which is the standing prayer. Yeshua made reference to this in Mark chapter 11 verse 25 when he said and when you stand praying. There are actually 18 prayers to the Amidah which is called the Shemoni Esrei. It begins with these words O Lord open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise from Psalm chapter 51 verse verse 17. Then we as believers in Yeshua and looking at the Amidah prayer we need to pay special attention and special focus to the tenth prayer which is about the ingathering of the exiles based upon Ezekiel 37 verses 15 through 28 which the messianic rendering is sound the great shofar of our freedom raise the banner to gather our exiles and gathers together from the four corners of the earth. Blessed are you Yahweh who gathers all the dispersed of his people. So this is a prayer to gather Jacob from all the nations where he had been scattered and bringing back to the land of Israel that event in the scriptures is associated with the Messianic era and the task of the Messiah the 13th benediction is a prayer for the rebuilding of Jerusalem what is the rebuilding of Jerusalem in Psalm 147 verse 2 it says Yahweh builds up Jerusalem he gathers together the outcasts of Israel so building up Jerusalem is gathering together the outcasts of Israel this is Jacob from all the nations where he had been scattered and also Zion specifically specifically is called an outcast. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. So there's a prayer for the regathering of the exiles. That's associated with the coming of the Messiah. The coming of the Messiah is associated with the Messianic era. After the Messianic era is the New Jerusalem. So the Messianic prayer is with the New Jerusalem, your holy city, may you return in compassion and may you establish it soon in our days as an eternal structure and may you speedily establish the throne of Yeshua, son of David within it. Blessed are you Lord, the builder of Jerusalem. Next is the Torah service, and a Torah scroll is in a ark, and so you open up the ark to take the Torah out, and as you open up the ark, you would traditionally recite Numbers chapter 10, verse 35, and Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. Numbers chapter 10, verse 35 says, It came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let them that hate you flee before you. When does the enemy of the people of the God of Israel flee? When they are obeying his commandments we find this in Leviticus in chapter 26 verse 2 it says if you obey all my commandments it goes on to say that your enemies will flee from before you and then the proclamation of the Torah going forth during the messianic era from Jerusalem Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem then there is a procession as you bring out the Torah a messianic proclamation of the Torah procession as taken out of the ark and being brought to the Bema where it will be read by various members of the congregation go as follows behold the word of Yahweh which is the Torah in the beginning was the word and the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh John 1 1 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory glory is the only begotten from the father full of grace and truth speaking about Yeshua John chapter 1 verse 14 the word of Yahweh is perfect Psalm 19 verse 7 and settled in heaven forever Psalm 119, verse 89. The word of Yahweh is a lamp unto our feet. It guides us how we are to walk and live our lives. Psalm 119, verse 105. The word of Yahweh is sweeter than the honeycomb. Psalm 119, verse 10. The word of Yahweh is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing between the soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and is able to decide between the thought and the intent of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Truly I say unto you, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass away. From the Torah until all is accomplished. Whoever then in all is one of the least of these commandments, and teaches others shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew in chapter five, verse nineteen. Behold, I come in the volume of the scroll; it is written of me. Psalm chapter forty, verse seven. Yeshua said in Luke chapter twenty-four, verse forty-four. These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be accomplished which were written in the Torah of Moses, and in the Prophet, and in the Psalms concerning me. Had you believed Moses, Yeshua said, you would have believed in me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe what Moses has written, how will you believe or understand my word? John chapter 5, verse 46 and 47. I give you good instruction, forsake not my Torah. So why do we proclaim Yeshua when we bring out the Torah as we would and as we have iterated in this Torah procession? Because Yeshua is the living Torah. He said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is the way? Following the God of Israel, which means obeying His word, obeying His Torah. What is the life? That is also obeying the God of Israel, obeying His commandments. (laughs) I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is the truth? Psalm 119 verse 142 is following the Torah, the commandments of the God of Israel. The Torah is called life. So Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the living Torah. And then you will have your weekly Torah readings for Shabbat. In doing this, you'll have a blessing before reading the Torah. You'll be reading the weekly Torah portion, a blessing after reading from the Torah, and then you'll return the Torah back to the Ark. Then you continue on with your reading from the Prophets, known as the Haftarah. So you have a blessing before reading from the Haftarah, that is the Prophets reading the weekly portion from the Prophets, the Haftarah, then the blessing after reading from the Haftarah. For those Messianic congregations who are following the triennial Torah cycle reading, which many believe is what was done in the first century, meaning that you read through the entire Torah over the course of three years, you're going to have a reading from the Psalms. So you have a blessing before reading from the Psalms, reading the weekly Psalm, and then the blessing after reading from the Psalms. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the spiritual application of a Messianic Sabbath service. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.